York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm talking straight out. New out. York, New York, big city of dreams. What's going on? This is Jay Ellis from Nick of Time Show here giving you that Knicks talk just in the nick of time. And it's time to talk about this Knicks loss. The Knicks lose to the Denver Nuggets 115 to 132. Once again, these second unit, the bench struggles to get outscored 61 to 34 by the Nuggets bench. But we starting to see some signs of life from our starters. We have Randall who gives us 28 also. He starts to shoot well today. We have Evan Fournier who scored 12 points in that first quarter. We have Taz Gibson who is popping threes. And offensively, the Knicks seem to have together scoring 150 points on the night. But alas, they could not stamp, stop these rampaging Denver Nuggets. The Knicks have not beat the Nuggets, Ryan, since 2006, and the streak does not stop today with this next Knicks loss. Four road games in a row lost, and the tread deadline looming tomorrow. The Knicks lose to the Denver Nuggets, and we are going to talk about it tonight. Before we talk about it, you already know what to do. I'm, I'm going to introduce my guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the stats and the facts. Ryan G's in the building. Um, can't say I'm upset about this loss. I saw it coming from a mile away. We all did. <laughs> yeah, pretty much so. It is what it is. But I think the most upsetting thing is the fact that the Knicks are now seven games under 500, and there seems to be no hope in sight, especially with the moves that were made today. So, <laughs> And the moves that were made include no moves by these New York Knicks. <laughs> and we're going to get into that. All right. But before I even get to that, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. And also, please share these videos with your fellow Knicks fans. Um, You know what? I, you know what? I usually start off with Ryan Jean wearing, reading a bunch of the stats. Um, You know what? Just go ahead. Read, just read the stats. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I, I'm, I'm, I want to start off with something positive for once. But I don't want to break tradition. I'm going to have Ryan G. I'll read these stats and the facts. Because, you know, I know he prepared for it hard. So, let's go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan G. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll say this. After they hear these stats, they're going to need that positive news. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the Knicks lost 132 to 115. Led by Julius Randle, which he seems like he's trying. He's finding his form from last year, 28 points. Right. 10 rebounds, 6 assists, 11 to 22 shooting from the field. So, you know, good job, Julius Randle. Um. Evan Fournier had 21 as well. Evan Fournier has definitely turned it around since the start of 2022. Mm -hmm. RJ Barrett, 18 points, two rebounds, two assists, a little bit low on the rebound and assist numbers. He shot 7 of 19 from the field. You know, lately, RJ Barrett's been struggling a bit from the field. Um, then we have Todd Gibson, 12 points, four rebounds, an assist, and two steals. And then we have Alex Burks, who also contributed with 14 points. And we had Obi Toppin, mm. who had the chance going to Denver too. Ob, Ob, Ob at the foul line, like in Denver. Yes, sir. What? <laughs> <laughs> and now we're gonna get to team stats. So as you know, without Mitch in the starting lineup, Denver killed the Knicks on the boards, fifty-nine to forty-five. Yeah. 
Denver had 31 assists in the game, so you know they you know they were passing the ball around, but I think this is the most damning stat for tonight's game. The fast break points. Yep. Denver just Denver was running a muck on the Knicks, especially on the fast break. 21 to 8 fast break points. Woof. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. And it, it was crazy. This this Denver Nuggets team really gave it to us, scored 83 points at halftime. Halftime, the most points the Knicks has ever given up um, at halftime this season. And I think it might be the most points the Knicks have ever given up. The second most points the franchise has ever given up in franchise history, I believe. This, um, and end up, listen, man, end up not able to stop these Devil Nuggets. But you know what? I'm not even going to get into the bad news first. I'm going to start I'm gonna start off with something else. I'm going a complete different route. And I'm just going to talk a little bit more about Julius Randle, all right? Because Julius Randle comes out today, and it's like another game where he's shooting over 50% from the field. Scores 28 points, 6 assists, 10 rebounds on a night, 3 steals, and a turnover. 50% from the field, 37% from 3. Julius Randle on the road is seeming to find his game. And it, 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 you know what, Ryan? There's been a theory, right? There's been a theory that's been going around Knicks Nation. And the theory was, you know what? Randall was playing so well in the garden because there was no fans. <laughs> right? It seems like yeah. mentally and like Randall before December, he was kind of erratic. He caught COVID, had a few games off, came back, you know, and then, you know, he no, he had a few. No, I'm sorry. December came. He had like a few games off and he came back on Christmas. Felt like light spirited. You know, he got some Thanksgiving some some uh Christmas chicken in, in the oven and macaroni and cheese and he seemed happier and when he seemed <laughs> happier and he seemed carefree he had a great game against the Hawks right yeah fast forward to now I don't know man I, I feel like time away is what Randall needs Randall has not been at the garden with the booing with the criticisms with Mark Berman asking him crazy questions every three seconds like he's been <laughs> away from a lot of the drama that comes with being an MSG. And I'm starting to wonder, Ryan, if being away from MSG is clearing Randall's mind and getting it back to basketball and getting it back to the instincts because this is the most confident I've seen him shoot the ball. This is the most confidence I've seen him make decisions. And this just seems like uh, he's, he's looking like the Randall of old. And I'm hoping that this game travels from the road to home. The... Yeah, um, it's hard to pinpoint as to why all of a sudden there's a turnaround. I don't know if it's him being away from MSG or if it's just him, you know, having an epiphany of some sorts. And he's like, all of a sudden, like he got his powers back and he's like, oh, I can play ball again. So, I mean, I don't I really don't know what it is. But um, all I'm saying is that I'm hoping that this is a permanent turnaround. I'm hoping that this carries over for like for the rest of the season. And you know, but you know, you have to give him his props, you know. We we've been hard on Randall all season because he's been underperforming and his attitude hasn't been that great. But it seems like he's finally turned the corner and you know, I'm gonna give him his props. He's definitely been playing good as of late and I just hope that he's able to continue as the season goes on. Yeah, whether whether you're on team Randall or team you wanna trade him. Um, Randall playing well is good either way. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you want, if like, if you want to get rid of him, him playing well is good. 
even if it's not this season to be the all season. And <laughs> if you want, oh, so it's like there's no downside to Randall playing well. So hopefully he keeps it up. And I'm not gonna lie, maybe Randall's playing a little bit better. Uh, Darren Fox might be in a Nick uniform. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just saying because in, in news, I'm a, I'm a, I'm about to throw away from the 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 game breakdown for a second because some big news happened in Knicks Nation just lately, and the news being that Sabonis, Jerry Lamb, two lambs were traded for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield. And Tristan Thompson. Tyrese Halliburton, Ryan. Ty- yeah. This chat has been talking about, this chat and other people have been talking about Tyrese Halliburton. We should go after Tyrese Halliburton all season. Right? Yeah. There is no way in hell I would think the Kings would actually put him in a trade playing the way he's playing on a rookie contract on his second year. That makes no sense whatsoever. I I still can't believe that trade even went down. And it's, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just saying that it's shocking to me. Just just correct the trade. It was Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday. I think Woj made that error when he when he posted the um the trade. So oh, it's okay. yeah. So it's Jeremy Lamb and Justin Holiday along with um Sabonis and Kings. It's crazy because. Everybody thought that it would make because I know they said the Kings were trying to they're still trying to win. They didn't say the Kings were trying to throw away the season and rebuild, but at the same time, it's like you have Halliburton, who you drafted last season. I think this season he's averaging he's averaging almost 15 points a game, over seven assists a game. He's shooting 41% from three, so he's been playing good this season. And you would have thought that you know they could get more assets from trading De'Aaron Fox. Because right. they have a good point guard here, and De'Aaron Fox has a big contract, and you know that he's, you know, a all-star caliber point guard. Maybe you can get more for De'Aaron Fox and bring us a piece of the help out Halliburton. And, and yeah, but and 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 the fact that like they traded Halliburton to bring in just a bonus, that's what's crazy to me. I'm like, I'm, no Halliburton. All it took. Halliburton's value has been way higher, man. Like Halliburton's yeah. been balling over there. So if I don't know if you're watching like King's Twitter, King's Twitter is having a hissy fit. They're burning things <laughs> to the ground. They're throwing. They're they're cursing in front of their kids, throwing phones and food. It's 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 bad over there. It's bad over there in King's Twitter, man. I still can't believe that they traded Halliburton in his second year rookie contract to bring in Sabonis. That was the craziest trade I ever saw happen today. <laughs> For real, and and it, and it just makes me think because now I'm thinking I'm like, the Knicks front office has to be incompetent if they did not know that the Kings were trying to trade Halliburton. Because I'm like, if the Kings had a choice and they're like Sabonis or Julius Randle, I don't blame them for being like, you know, we rather Sabonis over Julius Randle based on how Julius Randle's been playing this season. He's only he's only picked it up as of late. Right. Sabonis overall has had the better season, but I'm like, damn, the Knicks had to have been on this because I'm like. The Knicks know they need, they need a point guard. Clearly, like what we guessed was right. The Kings were looking for a big man that can score because that's right. definitely what they went for. So I'm like, the Knicks had to be in on this, but it's just the Kings being like, we rather Sabonis over Randall. 
Yeah, that's exactly what it is, man. The Kings just wanted Sabonis over Randall. And at this point, Sabonis had a better year. You can't blame him. Last year's Randall, that might have been different. This year's Randall, I don't know. That that probably would have lost us a trade and lost us Halliburton or whatever would, would be included in that trade package. So, I mean, it is what it is at this point. Um, it is what this is at this point. I'm I'm still hoping that Randall finds his little bit of mojo uh, because, like like I said, the more of our players that can play well at the same time, the better it is for us all together. If we keep him or trade him, if we if we keep him, it's gonna be better better for us for the long run. If we trade him, it'll be better for us because their trade value will be higher and we'll be able to actually make uh more moves with involving less people. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. So hopefully Randall keeps things moving forward. All right, all right. Uh next thing. Ah, Evan Fournier. Another guy who I want to mention, Evan Fournier comes in into the game, scores 12 straight points, 12 points in the first quarter, floaters, three-point shot, uh, playing defense. All over the place was Evan Fournier. Another guy who might not be here tomorrow, Ryan. <laughs> might not be here tomorrow, Ryan. I saw a rumor flying around for Evan Fournier was involved in trade scenarios. But before we even get to the rumors, look uh, – what do you think about Evan Fournier's game today? <laughs> yeah, Evan Fournier played well. Um, his three-point shot was definitely working today. He was pretty efficient from the three-point line. He made some plays where he drove to the basket. You know, like you said, floater stuff like that. He he, he showed decent. He showed decent effort on defense. You know, he was getting burned a couple times by Barton. You know, on a few plays, but you know, Barton was burning pretty much everybody. So. You know, um, but overall, Fournier played good. I, you know, I think um, he had a pretty good game tonight. Yeah, that for, for sure, for sure. And, and I'll say this thing about Evan Fournier too. Um, I, I saw a rumor before Evan Fournier that said um, the Knicks offered Evan Fournier in a first rounder for Karis LeVert, which is interesting. Which is interesting at the eleventh hour, and the trade did not go through. So that's letting you know what Evan Fournier's value is like. Especially that's that's crazy. I I would think that would be enough for Karis LeVert. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I would I would think it's a, it would be enough for Karis LeVert too. But to me, it's like that's a that's a lateral move for me. Like I don't see that shifting the pendulum for the Knicks. You know so. I'm glad that trade didn't go through because I don't see how that have, how that helps the Knicks. <laughs> I hate it. You know what it is? I, I can see. I don't like the involvement of a first. If this is true, I don't like the involvement of the first round pick, right? Because, exactly. Because like with okay, Levert versus Levert versus Evan Fournier, it's offense defense, right? Levert is not going to give you the threes. Something you desperately needed because you see how erratic we are from three today. Um, but on the on the defensive side, Levert is a way better defender than Fournier would ever be. And he's he's kind of like a Tom Thibodeau type of guy who can play that defensive role and kind of play make a little bit as well. You know what I'm saying? So um, those are rumors I had. I'm kind of with you, Ryan. I'm glad they didn't go through. I don't I don't seconds. I'd rather give up some seconds for that. We got second round picks galore. Like we have so many second round picks, man. We can just drove into that treasure chest. We're not gonna be able to use all these and draft all these second rounder guys. We're gonna have to consolidate some of these at one point or involve those on a trade. So um, I'm, I'm exactly. glad that it didn't go through. <laughs> yeah, and to me, like we already wasted a. I, well, let me not say waste because Cam Reddish remains to be seen. We have to see how he develops with the Knicks. 
but you already, you know, pretty much wasted a first round pick on Cam Reddish. Like, I'm not trying to. I, I don't want to waste my first round picks on guys that are not going to shift the pendulum in of in the forward direction for the Knicks. Like, I want I want them to actually include first rounders with players where it's like we get this player and it's like, yes, this is a major improvement right here. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if we're going to get if we're going to get Levert, like. I'd rather throw in a second round pick or something like that I in agree. a trade like that. Not not a first. I agree. I want I want to use my my first for game changers at this point. Really, that's how that's how I want to do it for real. Uh, I'm I'm mad I haven't seen any movement on Bo, on Mo Bamba. I'm just I'm just saying me personally. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Come on, get on it, Knicks. You got until tomorrow at three o'clock. All right. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, ultimately, man, uh, we lost this game because. The big man down under is just too big. He's just too big. Um, when you have a guy like Jokic who's that big, who's that skilled, who can pass, who can abuse people in the post, and you have a guy in Taz Gibson who's like, what, 6'9", and he's like 100 pounds less than he is, <laughs> it makes it very hard on the Knicks to kind of uh, guard him and recover. Like he regarded him one on one. He punches Taj and just abuses him, abuses him under the baskets. We double. He passes it out uh, to the three point shooters, and they, and the three point shooters just score on us. Like every every three point shooter today got off on these Knicks. Every single one of them. Um, the Knicks weren't able to stop anybody, and this is the night when we really missed Mitch and why he's valued. And you already seen some trade, some trade. Um, you saw, you saw Detroit is interested in the Knicks, in, in the Knicks. I'm saying Detroit is interested in Mitch. Um, but I also saw a rumor, Ryan, that stated that the Knicks plan on keeping Mitch and re-signing him during the summer. And today's game is a is a game where you realize how much we need him because. At least if Mitch was in there today, we, I think we would have been able to take away a little bit more. We would have been at least been able to take away the deep post position that uh, Jokic was getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Um, with no with no Mitch there, Nuggets pretty much attacked the paint. You know, nobody was there to stop Jokic. Jokic took advantage of Taj Gibson. He took advantage of Jericho Sims. Yeah, yeah, and you know. And and the Knicks were dominating on the boards, and the Nuggets scored at will. So, I think it was I think on Twitter I think it was um Ariel like he posted something that basically said that if he was Mitch's agent, he would go to the front office with this game as evidence to you know to basically prove you know his case as to why Nick should keep him and he and he should be paid good money. Yeah, because yeah, because he was clearly missing this game, and look, they end up dropping one thirty two on the Knicks. I agree. I mean, I agree with you, man. I, I definitely agree with you. 132. And like, if Mitch was here, I don't know if we'd be able to win because it's still going to be a tall order to beat these Jim Nuggets. We at least would have slowed them down. That's that's apparently. And of course, we didn't even talk about the bench yet, but we're going to talk about the bench in a second because this guy, my guy Joey, man, he's itching. He's itching to get this call. And he's like, let me in. Let me in, coach. Put me in the game. He sounded like Miles McBride on the bench trying to get in his calls, man. Let's go. (laughs) First caller up, man. Let's go. Let us know what you want to talk about. Hey, Jay Ellis, how's it it going? (laughs) It's going all right, man. Long time no here, bro. Oh, man. Listen, 
I know you guys are talking a lot about Julius Randle, and I haven't been able to chime in about this whole Julius Randle thing yet, and I haven't actually given my opinion on it. But um, in my own opinion, I feel like a lot of things are done on TV for, like, a showing kind of thing, like almost like to create storylines in a sense to, like, have something to talk about and make money off of it. Mm-hmm. I think Julius Randle is using this year as, like, his year to, like, you know, think about it. Like, everybody knows who Julius Randle is now. They're like, oh, it's Julius Randle, the guy that's making trouble on the Knicks, right? Right. He, he's created an image in the NBA where now, like, he's a known player and can do whatever he wants, you know? Like, the Knicks are going to want to keep him around. He's in uh, commercials, TV, all that stuff already. I don't think Julius Randle's going anywhere. And I think a lot of this stuff that we see on TV is just PR, man. And he knows that this season's going to be a flop, and it gives him an extra season to get ready for what they're trying to do. They're trying to build around him and win a championship. But that's how I see it. That's how I see this whole Julius Randle thing. I think it's just all, like, noise. It's all smoke in the woods, you know. It doesn't make any – it doesn't matter. Any, all this stuff about Julius Randle wanting to leave the team or it, I think he's just – He's just pissed off it's been a bad season, you know? But right. he is a hothead. He is a big hothead, and he will get mad, and, he'll, and if someone does something wrong, he'll say something. So anything they'll try to say that he's doing something wrong in the, in the huddles, he's not being a leader, listen, man, I think it's just the matter of them not winning and they're losing. So it's, like, hard to be optimistic when you're not a winning basketball team. That's how I see it. So, so, what, so what you're saying is you feel like the media is feeding into – the Julius Randle drama, and you feel like he wants to stay? Is that what you're saying, ultimately? Yeah, basically. Yeah. I mean, the, go ahead. The whole thing about it is, though, dude, you have to be very honest to yourself. It's TV at the end of the day. This is still, a, like, this is still, like, for entertainment for people. So, you know, always remember that. <clears throat> I, You know, I, you know what? I will say New York media is New York media. They're going to pick you know, how on you any. You know, so the, it would always, it's always to get eyes on the eyes on oh, the yeah. prize, baby. We all know that. We all know that. New York mm-hmm. media is New York media. If there's a if, if Julius Randle kicks a fire hydrant, a la Amari Stoudemire, <laughs> right? Well, they're going to they're gonna report it. About, they're going to hold on. What, what do you think about everything that happened with Julius Randle in the huddle, throwing the laptop and getting all the guys upset and like hitting Evan Fournier and getting, getting in all these little little fights. Do you think this is something that like has anything to do with him or is just like the team just falling apart because it's not winning? I'm going to say this. The media will blow up anything that Julius Randle does. That is absolutely the truth. But what is also the truth is Julius Randle is emotional as hell. Like super emotional, <laughs> he uh, he has trouble controlling his anger. It's apparent. It's apparent by the way he's flipping, flipping um computers over. It's apparent by the way you know he's slapping Evan Fournier's hand. Like he's a passionate guy. He's a guy who is a hard worker off the floor. It seems like it hasn't always translated on the floor, but at the same like, and, but also because. He's so all over the place emotionally. I don't feel like he's a real leader for the team. He's, he might be the best player, the most talented, um, naturally at this point. Um, maybe RJ will surpass him at that point. It seems like he's he's about to. Um, but he to me he's not the leader for this team. 
and ultimately for the Knicks to get somewhere so ascend to another level, we're going to need an emotional leader somewhere down the line. I still remember Kevin Garnett yeah. able to check, challenge people and check them. Yeah, like one, we need somebody who's going to gather gather the troops and calm them down. I was hoping Kemba would do something like that, but Kemba isn't playing enough to even do that right now, and his knees no, are shot. That- that role has that role has to be Julius Randle, man. He's the one that's getting all the money. I mean, think about it. They yeah. paid him so much. They're thinking about having him for four years, the next four years. Think well, about that. Do you think I, anyone's going to take that 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 money, man, to trade him? Like, I don't think so. They're not trading him. There's no way. But there's a I thing. see Julius Randle being a Nick for like the next three, four years. They're not trading his contract. It's not going to happen. Yeah, um, I just want to throw in this right quick. You know, like we do talk about trade scenarios, but I think I think a lot of us knew that Julius Randle wouldn't be traded in this during this trade deadline. So we know that you know Julius Randle is going to stay here for the foreseeable future. But I'll say this though, winning does cure everything. I'm pretty sure if the Knicks were winning, Julius Randle wouldn't be having these attitude fits and all that stuff. Absolutely. But I feel like at the same time though, a true leader is not rattled by losses like that right. he's able to hold his emotions in check and not act out like that and the, and the fact that Julius Randle is not able to handle losing and acting out and stuff of that nature yeah like I agree with JL it's like he can't be the leader of a team if he's going to act like that if, the, if things go bad things are not going to go good all the time you know right. what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's my that's my sentiment on it. And, and I'm going to add on top of that, too. Your top, your, your, the player that makes the most money on your team doesn't necessarily have to be the emotional leader. That's not how it is on every team. Like, some, some teams have the benefit, the benefit of the doubt of having your best player being the emotional leader. But there's teams like, like the Boston Celtics, right? The Boston Celtics, they have Paul Pierce on that team. For a long time, he gets joined by Kevin Garnett and Rajon Rondo years later. Kevin Garnett was the emotional leader on that team, even though Paul Pierce was the guy who was getting the final shot and, and things of that nature. So you see what I'm saying? So even though Julius is here and he could be have he can have the talent, um, you you hope somebody we either draft somebody who who becomes the emotional leader. We may or maybe we just hope RJ takes that next step where he's he's taking better shots and he's able to take more command of the team and get the respect. Or somebody else gets in here who can kind of um, rattle, I mean, corral this team if Julius Randle is here um, years to come. Because, like like you said, like, we know he's not going to – we figure he's not going to be moved by the trade deadline, especially with the, 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 the Halliburton news that just happened. But you, you just never know, man. You just never know. <laughs> All right, all right. Next caller up. We got Big Reaper on the phone. Hey, what's up, fellas? How you guys doing? What's going on, man? Hey, man, what's good? I'm doing right. Kind of a rough night. Actually, had to crack a bottle open just for tonight. To yeah, man. Close the game. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, grab your beers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, it was like. Um, I mean, there was, you know, I'm glad they were able to fight. You know, they try to fight back. They didn't give up. You know, they had some pride. So you got to like that, you know. You know, just trying to be optimistic. You know, uh, Julius, he had a good game, you know, in terms of like, you know, 
uh, being efficient. I didn't see how, how much he, what he shot today, but I think he was like, was he close to 50% today again? He was, or? He was 50%. He was 50, yeah, 50% yeah. I, I'm going to bring up the stats right now on yeah. YouTube. 28 points, 50%, 11 from 22, 3 of 8 from 3, 6 assists, 10 rebounds, 3 steals, 1 turnover. Yeah. And it just, you know, the problem with it is just, you know, the chemistry just didn't work. Obviously, you know, we've said it over and over again. We just screwed up in the offseason. And, uh, but, you know, I mean, they try to play hard today, which is good. Um, uh, Mitch didn't play today. You know, I had a feeling that was going to happen. He played 36 minutes, 10 minutes in the fourth quarter. And, you know, the thing with Tibbs, look, I mean, he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong. He's a very good coach. I'm not, I'm not on the fire train, you know. Uh, fire tips train. I'm not on that train at all. Right. But I just wish Tips could stop digging a hole. You know, it's like, it's almost like he just, because he won't play the young kids early enough in the season, especially with McBride, he digs himself into a hole. Sort of the same thing with Sims, but I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of Sims. I mean, because he just gets so lost on the defensive end yeah, sometimes. Me too. He, uh, yeah. he, he's, yeah, he stays so focused on his man. Sometimes the ball will be whizzing right past him, and he just doesn't even see it, you know. And so, you know, so it's you know, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Sims either because he just he's lost on a defensive end, and then he's a horrible defensive rebounder, and like you know, m- maybe he gets better over time, uh, but you know, it, it's just one of those things. Uh, I don't think he should have played Mitchell Robinson that many minutes once he he saw New Orleans was having issues I mean like you lost the game anyway you know, <laughs> you know you're not going to beat any of these teams right just, just go OB at the five right you know do something else you know I, like I feel you. he played Mitchell yeah it's just like he just keeps digging a hole he's like he just keeps digging a ditch and he keeps digging deeper and deeper because we keep getting backed up like you know things happen and, like, because he wants to win so bad and he's not thinking about tomorrow, and I get it, you want to do everything you can to win the ball game, but you have to keep in mind, all big men that have injury issues, they never played them over 30 minutes a game anymore in the NBA. Yeah, they yeah. don't. You look Absolutely. at Miles Turner, you look at uh, Rudy Gobert, none of them play over 30 minutes a game, like, ever. You know, they maybe you might see them play 33 minutes, 31 maybe in right. emergency but yo, yo, you, so. i'm giving hold on i'm giving tips a bro right now i'm giving your kids a bro right now here you go ryan bro pick for today for guys who are new i don't know if you're watching you're new to the show this thing called we have called we this thing on the show we have bro picks right bro picks are the worst players of the week or just dumb decisions that happen in the world and life or even on a basketball court and my bro today is for tibbs playing rj in garbage time Yep. And RJ ends up tweaking his ankle with what, what, 30, 40 seconds left in the game? Bruh. And makes it down 16. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. I turned off the game like two minutes ago. I, <laughs> yeah. Did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Oh I don't know how, I don't know how good or bad the tweak is. It looked like he was trying to walk off on his own power. Like, it looked like he was, he was working off his own power, but he's hobbling. But. Those are the things that piss me off with Tiz when it's like the game is over. You still have the starters in there. I'm just like, why is Arbage still in the game? Like, and, and those are the things that we complain about with Tibbs. You pick the wrong times to play the wrong players. Like, come on now. Yeah, I just don't get it. He just keeps digging a hole every time. I, I don't know why he doesn't. 
You know, it's like now our, hopefully RJ is going to be fine. But RJ played, what did he play, 43 minutes last night? And they know he had to, they had to do a back-to-back. Uh, I just don't get I really just don't get it. I don't know why, you know, he just keeps – it feels like he's just like he can't help himself. So Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, you know, I'm glad Julius Randle, he's three games in a row. He's playing better. Um, so, you know, we'll see. I mean, this is a tough stretch. I, I don't know when was the last time we beat Denver. It's probably 2006. Five years yeah, 2006, yeah. 2006? Yep. Yeah, in Denver. <laughs> last time you beat Denver in Denver oh, was 2006. Goodness. So, I mean, they've been just – they've been killing us, so, you know, yeah, for yeah. a decade now. So, I mean, like, I, I knew we, we probably weren't going to win it. And, it's, uh, and then with Mitchell Robinson out, and you know you needed Mitchell Robinson tonight. You played him like you played him thirty six minutes and ten minutes in the fourth quarter. Right, like yeah. you know. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man. But um, in terms of the like, I mean, the one thing that's really uh, like I, I know I've been saying it a lot, but so I like you look. I looked up the defensive stats for the whole year because I've been seeing it like little by little. I just noticed it only like a few weeks ago. Um, basically, defensive field goal percentage uh, by players. And, you know, notice, like, RJ always basically contested the most shots and was the most effective. Mm-hmm. And um, But, yeah, for the year, he's actually – it's crazy. Uh, for the year, he's the best defender that we have on the team, essentially. If you're talking about um, uh, field goal of, opponent field goal efficiency. Okay. Um, I mean, Emmanuel quickly, Emmanuel quickly and, um, and D rolls are below 40%, but you can't really count them that much because D rolls haven't played very much. And Emmanuel quickly, um, he, you know, he only plays, what, like 10, 15 minutes a game. So um, you can't really, you know, can't really count them. And like I was saying before, we were really struggling. Obviously, it's Kemba Walker, uh, Nerlens Noel, um, Evan Fournier. And so, yeah, that's where we really struggle. And Alec Burks. Alec Burks tries, but he's just not – he's not horrible. He's actually, like, at 45%. Like, when it comes to t- uh, contesting, like, uh, opposing opposing yeah. offensive offensive yeah. players. So, it's, it's not horrendous. But, yeah, we, you, know. you bring it up so much. We about to bring up – I'm about to – I'm about to bring – I'm about to pull up the stats for one show. I mean, I'm going to have all the defensive uh, <laughs> contested shots one show. <laughs> but, yeah. Yo, thank – for real, for real. Thanks for calling, though, Reaper. I, Thanks for calling me. I appreciate you all calling right. all the time, sir. All right, you guys have a good night. All right, you, all too. you too, man. Man, man, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yo, one thing else I want to talk about, too, is the, the bench. The bench unit, man. The bench unit. It was a tale of two benches, right? The bench unit comes out of here. First of all, Obi Toppin, he starts off aggressive as hell. Yes. And I'm thinking this is this is the OB top and I always wanted to see. He's putting people on the post. He's turning over the shoulder. Uh he he he's driving to the basket. I loved seeing seeing what I saw from Obi, but quickly was struggling once again. Not even just shooting. Because he, he's he he first of all, quickly shot two for nine today, twenty-two percent. Um, but in the first half, it's not just the shooting when you're the point guard, you're running the team. It was the way he was running the team. He was not getting the team into the proper offense. And I, I don't know, man. It's like it's for the second night in a row, it seems like the bench is the one that kind of let us down. Because the starters, Ryan, were actually winning. We were up four when the starters 
on, we were up four when the, our starters were playing the Nuggets, the Nuggets starters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Quickly, he's just been struggling lately. He's definitely been going through a rough stretch, not just in shooting, but also in point guard play. And I just feel like at this point, like the Knicks better hope and pray Derrick Rose comes back towards the end of February because he's desperately needed. And maybe, you know, maybe quickly just needs that guy he can play along where he he's not forced to, you know, have all the point guard duties. Yeah. So he could try to, so he could try to like get back into his flow, you know, with shooting the ball and things of that nature to have somebody else run the point guard duties with them in the backcourt. Because right now, He's really struggling, and it's part of the reason why I say that, you know, it's magnified that the Knicks need a point guard because besides the fact that Kemba's not playing good, quickly is supposed to be that guy that's supposed to step up and show that he can possibly take over that role, but he's been struggling lately, and as a result, the bench play has gone down. Right. And I've been reading like some rumors about who can be available at point guard because I really don't think we're gonna be able to solve this point guard problem at the deadline. But I was reading a Fred Katz article, and he was talking about he was talking about like this, another stopgap guard, like DJ Augustine might be in board or maybe we pick him up or something like that. So like our options are gonna be low. I don't know if we're gonna be solving them right now. And if we're not gonna be solving them, we're gonna have to try to figure something out quickly or McBride or something. I don't expect Kemba. Like, I don't know what moves will be made. Trade that deadline tomorrow at 3 o'clock. I, I, I don't expect Kemba to be here. Even if we don't make any other move, the one move I think we're going to make is either uh, trading Kemba for, like, a second rounder or two or buying him out. I feel like that's going to be in our future, especially. For real. All right. And kudos yeah. to kudos to quickly. He, he, he got into the paint at will in that fourth quarter. It, it was apparent that that the Tom did not trust the bench at all in the third quarter. The starters played the entire third quarter. The end, by the end of the third quarter, the starters looked gassed. And Randall, I don't know how he got it together. Randall was still hitting shots, but he looked like his his stamina was hanging on by a thread. So, <laughs> so it was like the, the bench comes in in the fourth quarter. They make a push. They, they, they cut it to 13. And it kind of reminds you, it kind of like snaps you back into place. It's like, all right, these kids are still kind of kids. They're still trying to figure it out. And they will eventually. They're going to have their ups and downs. But uh, it was a it was a big down moment today. But I'm glad that I'm glad that quickly was able to figure out how to move the ball offensively. But at the end of the day, him hitting shots is still the skill that is most needed. And it was time to hit shots at the end. He was missing all the open threes that he was hitting last season and we're going to need him to hit shots and his bench to hit shots um for us to have any chance of winning all right yeah most definitely yeah all right next caller up we got jason from the lower east side jason let us know what you want to talk about sir what's up fellas what's going on hey most good i'm back i was on vacation the last two weeks i actually didn't even watch the knicks play i did that on purpose Welcome back. We we was working when you was on vacation, Jason. We was working, all right? I just didn't didn't watch the games because I was like, I don't want to be pissed off while I'm on vacation. I feel you. (laughs) Just make sure you turn down the volume in the background, all right? Oh, I got background noise? 
I thought I did. I thought I heard something. Maybe nah, I'm... yeah, you you good, you good. Okay, you good. All right, cool. Uh, my question is this because you know a lot of the late latest rumors is that like no one really wants our vets. I mean, maybe we can move Burks, but you know a lot of people have been saying like, oh, you know, we uh, wait till Thursday, wait till Thursday, and after Thursday they're gonna change. I'm, and I'm just like, let's say we don't really get to move the vets because we can't really get any offers for them. What's going to happen? Like, is, is Leon Rose going to actually go to Tibbs and say, listen, Tibbs, stop playing all these bets. You have to change your rotation. Or is he just going to say, Tibbs, do whatever you want? Like, what do you guys think is going to happen? I'm worried that nothing's going to actually change. Oh, man. I don't know, man. This, this is what I've been reading, right? I'm reading Fred Kratz from The Athletic. I know I, I actually subscribe to The Athletic so I can get some information. So I paid pay the good, my good money to get some. And he probably, he pretty much wrote that – um. That uh, Burks is our most tradable chip. That teams are interested in Burks, but as you've heard from these Knicks, they're not interested in trading Burks for like a pick or something. You know what I'm saying? They're interested in trading Burks in conjunction with another vet to make some type of two for one move to free up time for Cam Reddish in the background. So even though there is interest in Burks, I'm not sure if teams are going are going to want to or if we're willing to trade Burks for like a pick or something. I don't, I don't know what offers out there. So um we're gonna have to wait and see what happens so um even though it doesn't seem heavy right now i, I can something could still happen by the trade deadline uh what it is i'm not sure but something can definitely still happen so if nothing happens yeah, then uh, yeah if nothing happens then leon might have to break code because <laughs> here's the code right the code is i am the gm i run the team you're the coach I don't teach you to coach. That's been the, the order of things. That's the way they've been, the Knicks and the organization have been doing it. If we're unable to move veterans, they might have to break code and be like, hey, man, we need to give these kids minutes. <laughs> they might have to yeah, come down from like, Ohio. A lot of people have been saying the reason why he has to play the veterans is because you have to get their trade value up. Well, if, if their trade value sucks and we've been playing them all the time, clearly that's not working. So, like, what's the justification then? I I don't know. Just, yeah. I don't know. Like it might be too little, too late. I guess because like man, I was hoping. I'm thinking in my mind. I'm thinking Evan Fourier might be tradable now, but you know, but uh, I guess his contract is still a little bit, a little bit steep for a lot of teams. So, so they might be shying away from it. But maybe who knows? Once once we get traded, you know what? Once options start drying up, closer to three o'clock teams get more desperate for shooting and things then maybe a move will be able to uh come alive at the trade deadline so you just never know in this league man you never know what's going to happen the thing that what i'm worried about with Fournier is that the teams that like would be desperate they don't they can't really trade anything like for instance we know the lakers are desperate for shooting if the lakers like had players they could trade for Fournier, they would trade for him in a second yeah yeah but like they really don't. And, I mean, it's the same thing. It's a similar thing with, like, the Bucks. The Bucks. I don't know if they need – they want Fournier, but I'm just saying. Let's say they did. Unless they trade Brooke Lopez, they don't really have the salary to trade. True. Yeah. It's like a lot of the real good teams that I think would be like, hey, we could use his shooting. I don't know if they could trade for him. And then the other teams, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just – today was a rough day for Knicks fans because, like, even if you weren't big on the C.J. McCollum thing, you know, some people thought about it. That was gone. And then when that when the when the Pacers Kings trade happened, 
it basically acts like five potential trades that the Knicks could have done. Yep. Yep, I don't know if the Harrison Barnes thing, I don't really know if anyone really wanted Harrison Barnes anyway, but like the whole them getting Randall for anyone, that's probably dead because I don't think the Kings want Randall anymore. Nope. Miles yeah. Turner trade might be yeah. dead. Yep. Like that killed a lot of things. Yep. So <laughs> this is rough. I mean, we'll see. And then, then all the news that now nobody wants any of the Knicks vets is Rough days for Knicks fans, and I don't. I don't really think much is going to happen on Thursday. Yeah, they might. I hope they could trade Kemba and Burks, and I don't know another one. But I, I, I'm not. I'm not getting my hopes up. That's all I'll say. I feel you. I yeah, feel you. but I, I think this. There's been no rumors or anything out. Like this is just me just looking at the moves made and thinking what might happen, because now I'm thinking about the Pacers because it seems like the Pacers are in sell mode. And it just bought in Halliburton. It might it it might lead me to believe that Brogdon might be available. Maybe. Yeah, but he can't be traded to the to the offense. Yeah, but but like I said, like he's hurt, and I don't know. And you know, you don't a team's not gonna really trade for a player that's hurt like that, and you don't know when no, Brogdon's no, gonna he return. Can't be traded. Yeah, he, he, he can't be traded to the offseason. Oh, he can't be traded offseason. Yeah, he can't be traded. That's exactly who the Knicks would have pivoted, but they can't. Okay. Yeah, it I mean, yeah, I mean, the idea of maybe one of the best options the Knicks could do is prepare to go after Brunson or Brogdon in the offseason. But I, who knows? What if they want to keep Brogdon? Because he could play the two. <laughs> that, that is true. That's definitely true. And um, I, I definitely saw the Harrison Barnes rumor. Um, And here's the thing about that. I can see the Knicks doing that, man. I can see the Knicks doing yeah, that. I can see that. Now, now that you say it, I can see this. This is the 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 one deal that makes sense in my brain. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I just you know this is the stuff I do because I'm crazy. Right. Jose, I, and the Dallas first. I would do, man. I, I, I hope I, I hope they don't. I, would do it. I, That's I think the only way The Kings are not trading him for what for Fournier and Burks like for Fournier and Burks. I mean. Fournier is seventeen million. Burks is oh, I have the I have the contracts on here. Hold on, it's like eight or nine, eight point five, I think. Hold on, I'm gonna bring it up. I got, I got. Hold on. Yeah, it it works because I think Barnes is twenty five, right? He's making twenty five million, R- roughly. Let's see. Yeah, Burks is nine nine point five. And Fournier seventeen. Yeah, it's seventeen. That gives you around twenty-seven million, and like I said, last year, the last year, Fournier's contract is a team option that expires in twenty twenty-five, and for Burks, he team option is in twenty twenty-four. So, if we're going look, looking at Barnes' contract, so Fritz just said it's twenty-one mil. So Knicks, it, it might be a little bit over for the Knicks. Yeah, oh, he's going probably, to make a 20 million? I thought he was making more. Oh, that's better then. <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my whole thing is I think I, if the Knicks make that move, I think it's going to be more of a money dump because I think Harrison Barnes is a free agent after next season. Yeah, he's a so free I think agent if after anything, next season. Yeah, so I think if the Knicks make that move, it's more because they were trying to shed, you know, a long-term contract like either Fournier or Randall. That, that's Why what I would think. <laughs> 
So yeah, I'm maybe. Just, I'm, yeah, I'm just throwing names out there. Like, of course, think of course, Kings are not going to go after Randall because they got the bonus. But I'm just saying that it's going to be to shed a big contract. That's what I would believe. The only reason they go after Barnes. Yeah. Yeah. I, the only reason I, I even brought up that one trade is because if you did that trade, it would clear up like the wing, some of the wing depth. Like I don't know, it would clear up minutes in the wings. But I, it's it's not going to happen. I was just thinking about it. Right yeah, now. I'm not seeing how this can work unless. Especially because it seems like you know, Barnes' contracts is shorter than both of ours, so I don't I don't see how it's gonna work unless like we're taking on some other contract that's longer later or something like that. I'm not yeah I'm not sure how it will work. To be honest, yeah, with I'm, 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 I'm gonna go to the machine right quick. I was just I mean I don't know um yeah I don't think they're I don't know. I'm 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 stuck. We'll see. We'll see, Thursday. man. We'll see, man. I know we got the capologists there working. <laughs> we got the capologists there working, man. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see a trade that would probably work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because if 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 Harrison Barnes's years are shorter than our years, then there's no reason for the for uh the Kings to even do that trade. You know what I'm saying? So I don't even. I don't even. I would hang up the phone. Yeah, that's us. why they, they have to give a pick. Like yeah. you would. Have, I mean, he has value. Harrison Barnes, like other teams want him. Yeah, if he plays defense. Him, he plays defense, so I can see why Tibbs want him. He plays defense. You, you, know, you, know, you know, it's funny because I just put the I just used the the trade machine. Actually, Barnes for Fournier works straight up. But yeah, but that's yeah. So they said that. I mean, I don't know if the Jake Fisher rumor is true that the Knicks were trying to get Levert. But that's a, what if they offer the same package for Barnes? I don't want to do that, man. I don't want to do. I don't want to get. I do not yeah, want to give a first round. I can see them doing it. That's what I'm saying. I can, I'm not trying to yeah, predict what I, I want you. them to do. I'm just trying to predict what I think they might do. Because I, yeah. if you could do that, then you could play. You could put him at the three, and you could put RJ at the two, and you got like a real defensive unit that Tibbs actually probably would like. I, I, you know, I don't know what it what it means for the rest of the players, but I'm just saying. I feel exactly what you're saying. I I do what you mean. It, it just goes against. Like it it works. But giving up a pick to get to that, giving up a pick to get whatever player that we just signed a few months ago is just sounds there is just ugh. Ugh. and and on top of that we're still in the same situation as it was before because we still need another a roster spot for for Cam Reddish who the and the rumor is we trying to clear up a roster spot for Cam Reddish if we only getting rid of one person and bringing back one person then we're still in the same situation was before so yeah. Uh, so it just, it just seems like that move. I just feel like it seems like there's something else would have to be involved for the Knicks to be to want to do it. Yeah, I think one thing that's clear is I do think that they they're pretty much out on Fournier. I think so too. Yeah, I feel like they are too. I I I gotta I gotta agree with you there. I agree with you there, man. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Thanks, yo. Thanks for calling in, man. Yeah, I know I was kind of a depressing call, but that's I know, I know, we need this fine, it's fine. It's fine, it's fine. I had to hit the gunshots just cause, just cause I was like, dang, just cause, just to cheer myself up, cause like, man, what are we gonna do? Exactly, Nick Nation, be prepared. No, are you guys doing shows? Uh, are you guys doing shows uh, for the deadline or something? Uh, I was thinking about that. We probably end up doing a show tomorrow. You down for that, Ryan? We're probably. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down. Yeah, probably done with. Well, I got to work tomorrow, but you know, so it's not gonna be during the deadline. 
Cause I don't know these other these the other guys. Tomorrow, what, 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 what the deadline is Thursday. Oh, so. Thursday. Yo, yeah. see how my brain yeah. is going. What I think tomorrow is Thursday. <laughs> so so wait. So are we doing two? Are we doing? Are we doing two shows? Cause the Knicks face the Warriors on Thursday as well. Uh, yeah, that's late though. That's a bad. What time are they playing the Warriors? That's a double header for real. Yeah. Well, Warriors are gonna be a ten o'clock game. That's a late game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I ain't yeah. calling in that night. <laughs> oh my gosh. I guess uh, I guess we might have to. What do you What are you feeling? Should you do a deadline, Anna? I feel like that's what the streets want. They want to. They want to. They want a yeah, double header. I mean, I mean, probably gonna have to, especially the Knicks do end up making a move. Yeah, I'm gonna have to cover it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you heard it here first. <laughs> back to backer Thursday double header. <laughs> Thursday. We're doing a trade deadline show and a actual show. And then Friday, I'm about to, I'm about to call in sick for work now. Facts. <laughs> 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 Omarion's going around. Omarion's going. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo. Thanks for calling in, man. All right. Whew. Yeah, trade deadline news. It's a doozy. Who knows what the hell, hell Knicks is going to do, man. Yo, anything else you want to mention right. about this game? I feel like we talked about... Uh, let see. RJ, RJ, <laughs> RJ turned back RJ turned back into a pumpkin around the rim. He couldn't finish around the rim. It seemed like he should It seemed like he should have just been chucking threes today because he shot well from three. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I, I just think RJ was tired because there was this one play, too, where I was like, I think it kind of like showed his tiredness because I think the Knicks had a two on with it, two on with Evan Fournier, and Evan Fournier passed RJ the ball at the rim, and my man didn't even go up with it at, at the same time. He caught the ball, yeah. he kind of paused a bit, and then like when he went up with, then when he, then when when he finally went up with it, that's when Eric Gordon blocked his shot. I was like, oh come on, RJ. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the brightest moment. Definitely wasn't the brightest. Yeah. Moment. I also feel like he was getting frustrated because he was going to the rim and he kept getting blocked. I mean, he kept getting hit. And he wasn't getting any calls, so I think that was kind of frustrating him too. That's just me. Though. Yeah. And um, Cam Reddish, man, Cam, the defense looked a little bit solid, more solid today, at least in the second half with the second unit. But it still, it feels like the shots he took weren't good ones, and I think he might getting be getting frustrated because. It doesn't seem like he's getting open or doesn't know how to get open or know how to get in quickly's field of vision. I think he's still trying to figure out like the chemistry that's going on with this first, second unit, I mean. Mm-hmm. So like he hasn't really been able to get any clean three point looks at all. The the shots that I seen him take were, were like out of rhythm, you know, two feet behind the three point line. Uh it seems like he's a little bit lost on the offensive end today. Yeah, um, he took that one terrible three in the fourth quarter when the Knicks trying to out a comeback, and the three were like wide, like left or wide right, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think overall, here's the thing with Reddish though, because, and I want to see him do it more often because I see that he has the ability to drive to the basket and get into the lane, but like it's it's kind of like he doesn't go all the way a lot of times. Like mm. he'll drive. And and sometimes I'll see that he has the advantage on a defender where if he goes all the way, he can finish at the rim, but then he ends up, like, passing the ball. 
or something like that. So I think one thing I would like to see Cam Reddish do more often is actually drive to the basket and finish because he has the ability to do so. Right. Right. But it's, I think it's going to take some time for him to get to get used yeah. to playing and even, even just getting touches and the, for the team to find where to give him the ball in general. But um, we'll see what happens. We'll see. I will, Grimes might be back. Who knows how long the sore knee is going to last. So he might get another shot to make an impact on Thursday. Next caller up. I see we got JT on the line. You got everybody's up late tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <For laughs> <real. laughs> yeah. 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 JT, we need What's energy up, today, man. man. What's good? What's good? <laughs> What's good, man? Hey, man. You know, I'm here for. I'm here for. I'm here for the energy. I'm here for the energy. So first thing first, we just gonna look. The game, the game was what the game was. We, you know, we already know. <laughs> we don't need to, we need to elaborate on that. Um, RJ didn't really have the best game, but I guess the best thing we could see is that everybody got some playing time. So, right. you know, it is what it is with that. As far as the trade conversation, man, like I've been saying all season, I don't really see no real like productive trade that we can make right now that's really going to, like, catapult us to where we want to be. Yeah. Like, maybe the De'Aaron Fox thing is probably, like, something because he's young and it's like, that's a commitment. So we're committed to, you know, as far as the whole, um, what's it going to say, uh, getting a new point guard, a young point oh, guard. that's done. That's so, done. He's, you know, yeah. that's done. Yeah. Once, once yeah, they traded Halliburton. Yeah, yeah, once, once that, tra- yeah, yeah, yeah. Once oh, the Halliburton oh. trade happened, that means Darren Fox is the guy now, so they're not going to trade yeah, he's him. Saying, he's, he's saying, yeah, yeah he's saying, but that's why I said that's the only one. I, I ain't going to lie. I, I probably threw something out so the Halliburton trade go through. Yeah, I think everybody I did. Like, you know, <laughs> I, was, I was like, I said, that was a trade that should have been ours. That was the one trade that I was like, okay, we should have at least been able to um, – we should have at least been able to get that because that's something we could have – because it's like we got our point guard. But – we don't have it. I think realistically, I see Knicks Nation burning everything to the ground because Nick, not Knicks Nation, I'm sorry, Knicks Twitter burning everything to the ground because I don't think nothing's going to happen. And I think that's actually a good thing now that that happens because it gives us the whole season to play out so we can finally make all of the all of the moves in, during the off season. Because mm-hmm. right now, trade deadline, everybody's desperate. Everybody's trying to like quickly make and do a quick flip. So we probably might end up overpaying for somebody that we really shouldn't. Versus in the off season, it's like okay, we can really like one, we can let these guys' value go up, or you know whatever. I just think it's more time because I don't really see any real good trade unless it's something that we all will catch all of us by surprise. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. see nothing really good out there for us to take advantage of. I just see us making them. It's simply we're just making a move just for the fact to make a move. Yeah, I, I kind of feel you. I guess I guess so, everybody's worry is just that are the young guys going to get burned? That's really what the worry is. That's really why everybody's talking about like, how the young guys are gonna get burned. That's the only reason. That's the only reason why anybody even wants to trade a trade that line. <laughs> but I hear what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I, I know. I, 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 I. That's my same concern too. But like I said, until we are mathematically out of the the race, I don't. Don't hold your breath. That's just you know it's gonna they're gonna come and go like the way we we did today, depending on health. That's just my opinion on it. So, right. but other than that, other than that, like I said, I ain't really here for no. No, no tantrums and spasms and all that stuff. It is what it is. Like I said, as always, all eighty-two, all the energy, calling every show. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. Yeah. Like, subscribe, all of that stuff. These guys working hard. They hit every time. They hit every game. Facts, facts. Yes, sir. Yes, facts. sir. Agree, agree, agree. Shout out to my guy JT. 
Uh, I see Rodney says, can Toronto give us anything? Um, <laughs> they can give us... Yeah, Dragic. <laughs> yeah, Dragics, which I'm, I'm, I'm hearing that Dragic is possibly going to be bought out, and he's not going to just walk to the Knicks if he gets bought out. He's going somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he's not going to Toronto to come join the Knicks for three. Like I don't yeah. So I forgot where I heard he said he was gonna go. Maybe the Bucks. I don't remember. But he's not coming to the Knicks. All right. <laughs> All right. All right. Walker was averaging nineteen points, five assists, four rebounds last year. Yeah. Yeah. Drogic wants to go to Miami. Oh well, yeah, that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, rejoin Miami for a championship run. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I can see that happening. Back of Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry. All right. <laughs> All right. Cool. You know what? That's our show today, man. I feel like we talked about everything we really need to talk about. This bench needs to step up once again. They showed some push later, but we need them to step up. And hopefully, Derrick Rose comes back and saves the day. Cam Reddish, I'm hoping he he finds his, his niche with these New York Knicks. I'm hoping Julius Randle is real and he takes his game from on the road to at home. And I'm hoping uh, <laughs> RJ Barrett's ankle is fine for Thursday and he can shake off the rust from today's game. All right. That is our show ryan let them know where they can find you sir you can find me on instagram at sir g is chilling sir g is chilling that's s-i-r-g is c-h-i-l-l-i-n you can also find me on instagram sir g's corner where you know i post videos talking about the knicks Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. something else in sports that's s-i-r-g S-C-O-R-N-E-R. You can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G-K-O-T. That's a fact. That's a fact. You already know you can find us, man. You can find us at the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick of Time Show on Instagram, and Nick of Time Show on Facebook. Also, check out the new article written by Ken, who pretty much says everything is Julius Randle's fault. That's pretty much the gist of the article. <laughs> <laughs> but Ken always writes good stuff. He always connects to that. So definitely uh, check out the new article written by our guy, Editor-in-chief of Nick Time Show, Ken. All right. And also, as you know, man, it was funny. I was watching uh, Cable, right? And mm-hmm. it was like, are you you tired of Comcast? Did they only give you three measly dollars after they canceled your MSG? Go get your money from Comcast now. I saw that commercial, and I started dad crying, dad, uh, jocking up, um, laughing. I was like, man. Comcast is screwing people over. But since, since Comcast is screwing people ever over for people who watch MSG, alternative people who's having problems with Comcast, uh, or if you just want to switch cable providers and not use cable at all, go to FUBU TV. They have MSG. There's no blackouts. And and there are no contracts. You can play month to month. And once the season stops, you can stop paying if you want. And then you can... Bring it back when the season starts again. So you already know what to do. Hit that link at the bottom. So if you want to watch, uh, that's in the chat. If you want to go to FUBU TV and start your subscription. Also, there's a link in the description below uh, for FUBU TV. And also everything else for Twitter, Facebook, and all things of that nature. All right. That is our show. And... As always, Ryan. Shout out the worldwide west. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. It's a mess out here, alright? That is our show. We out of here. York, New York, big city of dreams. <laughs>
I'm coming, coming, I'm coming straight out, out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. In, 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 in,